Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet, plus the projections. They're out. Go there, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, how are you this fine day? I am good, and I'm always feeling good when I'm talking about our neighbors to the north, the Toronto Raptors. I did not get to Toronto uh, this year. They weren't uh, letting Americans in, and neither should uh, your country if you are an international (laughs) listener. Do not let us into your country. Do not trust us with your bread. Do not. Though the Portuguese did allow uh, me into the country. I, I did visit Portugal this year, and it was beautiful and wonderful, and I love all the Portuguese, so shout out to any of our Portuguese listeners um uh the uh the sardinias i had there are still lodged in my brain i think about them all the time (laughs) what else do you think about all the time michael let's just let's just go on this i think about whether or not i should keep uh chris bouchard think about it all the time i got chris bouchard in, uh in in a very important keeper league of mine and um since i'm talking about him let's talk Get right into it and talk about Chris Bouchard. What's your take? I think uh, a permanent darling. I think a lot of fancy people uh, are big fans of uh, Chris Bouchard because he is a permanent darling that almost two blocks um, a game in 26 minutes um, has had some pretty stellar games with passes. My I test. think you should have to throw him back because you can't say his name. I think that's a it's, prerequisite. It's, it's Bouchard. It's he's he's living in in Canada. Well, that's you, how they say number it. one, you said it different. Like every single time you said it so far. <laughs> Don't worry, two, I'm trying to cover my bases. Number two, it's Boucher. Just like Bobby Boucher. Yes. Well, you got. You said me. Bouchard like three times, and. You know, there's no D. Where, where are you getting? <laughs> you know what? I don't know, Tyler. I'm from central Illinois and they did not teach us English very, uh, very well whatsoever. Uh, not, I ain't that good at English. Well, here, you uh, can... what I, I, I miss this little segment that we used to have on the show, Tyler. Can you guess basketball references nickname for Chris Boucher? Oh, that's what I was just going to bring up. I love uh, it. I love it, dude. It's, it's one of my favorite ones. He goes by Swatter Boy. <laughs> I don't know about that, but he's actually, 28. So why is he a boy? Like he's like full yeah, he's an old guy. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually more interested in his Instagram handle, which is Slim Duck. Okay, okay, I am confused by that. Do not know what's going on on that Instagram. Uh, go follow Chris uh, Boucher on that uh, Slim Duck on Instagram. Very nice breakout season uh, for him. He is uh, one of the rare older guys who has a nice uh, breakout season. It's only his fifth year in the league. Um, what 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 do you think, Tyler? What's his position on this team? Because I feel like they don't got a, a lot of depth here, even if he's coming off the bench 28 minutes per game as well within reach. Yeah, that's really the big question. And then if it's 28 minutes a game, how many shots can you block? Because we see this a lot, right? Just because you play more minutes, the blocks don't necessarily go up, right? Now the rebounds should. There might be a few more points to be had if he plays more. But the blocks are probably – 
Is he blocking over two shots a game this year? That's the question. Mm-hmm. I'm going to vote no. I think it's going to be closer to two than one point, you know, than 1.5. It's, uh, I think he got 1.7 last year. Yep. Uh, I think, you know, he got 1.9 last year. 1.9. What am I looking at? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 1.9. Yeah. Okay. But the per minute, uh, the per minute rate was 2.8 per 36, which was higher than it was the year before. Yeah. Um, so there's a potential for some little bit of regression there as far as like, mm-hmm. it was just like an outlier block season, but I feel like 1. 1.7, 1.8, 1.9 is about where it's going to be. I feel like it's right in the, right in the pocket. Is, is two out of the question? No. Is a few more points, a few more rebounds because this team needs someone to rebound, uh, out of the question? No. Uh, he's, I, I really like him, uh, going into this year, even in the limited minutes, I think last season on averages, what was he in the, uh, he was in the top 50. Uh, if you look at this, which is, which is a fun game I love to play. Right. So if you look at basically his last 12 games, now that wasn't the team's last 12 games because he got hurt. 14.9 14.9 points, one steal, one and a half blocks, eight and a half rebounds, 47% from the field, 86 from the line, 1.5 threes. That's nice. That's a nice little, nice little player there. Um, nice. So the question then becomes, where do you draft him, right? As because yeah, he, he's going, and this is the part maybe I don't particularly like. Okay. He's going 51.7. Who? What? Yeah. And oh. he's on Yahoo's top 50. Like the first Uh-oh. screen shows well, 50 players. Is. So he's going 49th. He's the 49th highest drafted player. His average pick is 51.7. Well, there goes all your value right out, right out the window. Right. Um, I don't think you're going to get a lot of value of get taking him in the top 50, even if he does, you know, finish uh, and plays uh, 28 minutes a game and has a very good season, right? Like that's where he's going to end up in that 40, 50 range, because it's not like he's going to suddenly be getting a lot of assists and a lot of steals uh, or hitting three, three pointers a game. That's, that's not going to happen. He's still going to carry you with his blocks and his decent rebounds and hopefully some more points um, and, and, and good field goal percentage. The, the I don't want to overpay for him, which means I am going to keep him because I'm getting him way late in my draft uh, for very, very cheap price. Um, and I also now know there's a lot of value associated with Chris Boucher and value means a lot. We don't talk about this enough is that if everyone else on, in the league thinks he's a top 50 player and you can get him on, you got him on the cheap via keeper. Why not keep him? Even though you don't think, maybe you don't think he's going to be a top 50 player. He's got top 50 value you get to move him for a top 50 player. Yeah. I mean, guys going behind him, Kyle Lowry, Lonzo ball, DeMar DeRozan, <laughs> Pascal yeah. Siakam. Who's That's ridiculous. On this team. Like Nurkic is going behind him. Like, give me, give me all those guys over, over Boucher. So I feel like Boucher, if you have been in that kind of situation, I'd actually probably be trying to trade him because I feel like other people think he's more valuable than I think he is, which is fine. Yeah, that is fine. Um, speaking of Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry is no longer on the Toronto Raptors. 
That means Fred Van Fleet is going to be taking primary ball handling um, on this on the Toronto Raptors team, probably with some more shots. Even though let's look at last year, Kyle Lowry thirteen shots, Fred Van Fleet almost seventeen shots. So he was the primary shooter in this particular situation. Um, I I there's a lot of um, you know points and, and and assists to make up for Kyle Lowry's absence Fred Van Fleet don't see why he shouldn't improve in uh in both of those places for next season so where do you think he finished last year Michael let's let's play a fun game uh, I I um, am a Fred Van Fleet guy so I think he was in near the 30 overall per game he finished 26th overall Ooh, okay even with a really poor field goal percentage yeah, real bad. Thirty-eight point nine percent. Real bad. Real nice. That's bad. pretty bad. So, so now you gotta wonder if the ball's in his hands more, and they're gonna expect him to take more shots. Does that and whoever's guarding uh, Kyle Lowry is now guarding Fred Van Fleet? Is that percentage going down? Good question. But isn't the the over twenty a game and the more assists gonna just even that right out? I think so. Right. If you're in a head-to-head league, who gives a shit? You know, your field goal is under 40. Uh, you probably don't care. Uh, great threes, great free throw percentage. Uh, the steals are elite. Um, and then let's say you get a bump on those assists. They're up to seven, seven plus, And uh, over four rebounds for your point guard. That's, uh, once again, that's probably top 25 player. So I feel like there's some good value, a little bit of good value here. He's going 29th overall. Okay. I feel like that's, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, there's a lot of guys going above him that I'm going like, I'd probably rather have Fred Van Vliet than an injured Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I don't uh, think we've talked about LaMelo. Well, we have talked about LaMelo Ball, but I don't think the ADPs were out then. LaMelo Ball's ADP is 25. And again, that's why I said I don't want Zion or LaMelo this year. Zion, 17.7. Give me Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, give me Fred Van Vliet over Zion. Give me Fred Van Vliet over LaMelo. Uh, no reason to think. Fred Van Fleet can't be uh, a top 25 player this season, but let's just do something real quick. Let me go to those rankings and let me delete field goal. Fred Van Fleet ninth overall. If you are punting field goal percentage. That's why I think I'm going to own Fred Van Fleet in a lot of drafts is I have Fred Van Fleet in my head to head rankings in the second round. Because I feel like I, I feel like in especially in weekly like matchups, that field goal percentage is somewhat variable anyway. So you're gonna win some, you're gonna lose some. Give me Fred Van Vliet's great stats pretty much everywhere else, and I'll worry about I'll worry about it later, right? So yeah. I I think I'm gonna own Fred Van Vliet in some leagues just because I'm gonna have him at the end of my second round, and most people aren't gonna be taking him till like the middle of their third round. So there's just some good value there. I like that. I like having uh, Fred Van Fleet at the end of the second round, even at the beginning of the third round. That's pretty much a no-brainer. Even, uh, I mean, I think you even got to take him in uh, Roto Leagues, even though that field goal percentage is so abysmal. You can try to make up for that elsewhere, but you, the, the other stats you're getting are so ridiculous, especially those steals, absolute elite steals. Let's talk about the other two guys on this team, OG Ananomi and Pascal Siakam. Uh, Siakam, a little bit of a down year. I think a lot of people expected him to break out um, last season, and he just had a you know pretty 
media uh, pretty good season. Do we want to count a lot of what happened from this team last year when they basically played every single game as a road game? I don't Are you putting so. a ton of stock in it? Because I'm I'm not really. Like it was just such a weird year for them. Pascal Siakam may be one of the better values on the board, I think. He's going he six sixty fifth. Okay, what? Excuse me? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. I, oh, I had to double check it. I had to double check it. Yeah, I actually had to go to the next page. I was assuming he was being drafted in the top 50 because he's a top 50 player and he's being drafted 65th. OG and Anobi, 63rd, actually pretty much 64th. Um, both of those guys feel that feels low for both of them. Uh, easily could see both of them in the top 50 so, so this here's, season. Here's the crazy part. You mentioned Siakam had a bad year last year. It wasn't that bad. He finished 46th. Yeah. So you get 20 spots of value on his bad year? Yeah. Uh, sign me up for that. I'll, well, I'll... <laughs> he did, uh, He did. you know, he did injure himself. Um, he should be fine for the, I think, the beginning of the uh, season and whatnot. But um, well, he's supposed to miss five months. His surgery in June, he's supposed to miss five months. So that maybe that's why is he's not going to be back for the beginning of the season, which is okay. Like, I still feel like you're going to get some good value from Siakam, especially if we hear that things are going well. Now, if it gets closer to the season and, and maybe that's why everyone's kind of hedging their bets, it gets closer to the season and everyone's like, Oh man, Siakam's going to be out a while. Okay. Yeah, then, never, then, never mind. Yeah. Right. But, but like, I think if, what people expected as he was going into his prime, he improved so drastically in those three years leading up to the season that they expected another pretty decent leap and it kind of plateaued. And if he plateaus as a top 50 player shit, that's pretty fucking good. Right. And I, f- I feel like there's just going to be some more ball handling for him. There's going to be a little few more shots. There's going to be probably a much better three point percentage playing back in Toronto in his own home arena. Like, I just feel like Siakam has a good shot to, if he's healthy, take that kind of step forward and you could get some great value on him. Yeah. What I did like between um, last season and two seasons ago is that he uh, averaged a whole extra assist per game. Now you got Kyle Lowry gone. Those assists could go up. I think if you're seeing Pascal Siakam out of, outside of the top 50, I, I think I've maybe given 80 dudes, put him in my top 50, but uh, Pascal Siakam is definitely going to be there for me. I think OG Ananomi will be right outside my top 50. Um, but I, I also like OG Ananobi in the fact that he could also take a nice little jump here. Yeah. And he's going 63.8. So that's fine. That's, that seems fair. Right. So some decent value though. Like you just feel hard about that pick. Like, yeah, got OG. Feel good about that. Yeah. I like both of those guys. I like where they're going in drafts. So I probably will uh, end up with a lot of those guys. I think OG Ananobi easily could take a little bit of a jump here with more responsibility they need to spread out those uh 13 shots with kyle lowry somewhere oj and nomi a couple more shots maybe you know maybe uh open for a couple more threes who knows uh tyler the rest of this team i don't know if i'm terribly excited about uh, you know gary Trent jr even if he's even if he's starting uh is there anyone else you would you would want to mention here birch maybe dragic well, Birch maybe could block you a shot a game and be a, a streamer there. Scotty Barnes is the big rookie. They took fourth overall. Not No interest in him in a standard league picking him. Drogic, 
doesn't sound like he's going to play there. I'm sure you saw those comments that he made about basically not wanting to play in Toronto. Shit, man. If you've been, if you've been living in Miami uh, during the winter for that long, there is one person. I don't know if I'd want to live in Toronto. We probably should should talk about that. And that was the, the big piece of the Kyle Lowry trade. Precious Achua. Your boy, Precious Achua. Right. And so I like Precious Achua. Not as a redraft standard league guy at all, but like, I don't know. I just feel like he's got a lot of potential. Um, I like so the way he plays. Young, super young, going to be 22 for most of the season. But when we look at when he actually played some minutes, so he had only, let me see here, six games where he played over 20 minutes. I'll read you a couple stat lines. 23 and 10 with mm. two steals and a block. Mm. 17, 13, three assists and a block. Okay. Eight, 11, and a steal. Not great. He had a double double. Not bad. 11 rebounds, 10 points. And then the other two were just at 20 minutes, and neither one was super spectacular, except for this crazy line where he, in 20 minutes against the Nuggets, he had 10, six, three assists, two steals, and three blocks. Ooh, that's fun. Um, and he's now on a team where, um, uh, who has developed Pascal Siakam and OG and Anobi, very similar player types into guys who, uh, you know, win playoff games. So, um, I don't know. I'm keeping an eye on him for sure, but like, uh, a lot well, of, this, a lot of guys this, in front of him. Well, this could be the, the, the Chris Boucher stopper is, do they decide to play Siakam and Achua the majority of the minutes? and try to go at it that way. And then Achua could be someone interesting. So I guess Achua for me is a watch this guy, but I don't know how much he's going to play. Does that worry you? Does that worry about uh, Boucher's um, value then? Not really, because I think Boucher is going to do enough to be a top kind of 100 player in 24 minutes. And I'm not drafting Boucher at 50. So I'm not worried about that. Yeah. I'm not drafting at 15 either. Right. So um, that should put another, stop if you were like i'm not listening to these two morons boucher is the man at 50 that should put another stop uh, another nail in your coffin is that they got some guys on the bench who can take those minutes and drop them to 24 well and here's the other thing like you've traded i don't know one of the best players in your franchise's history yeah and this was the guy you got because like by all accounts dragic is out the door. I mean, he's making 19 million this year. Like, even if he ends up sticking the whole season in Toronto, he's leaving after that. He doesn't want to play for the Raptors. Like he, he said that. Um, so you really made the trade for Ochua and now you got him. And I feel like they're going to give him some minutes at least because they're going to try to groom him into being another, you know, combo forward that can do a lot of different things. And so it'll be interesting to see both how much Ochua and Scotty Barnes play. Uh, this year for them definitely gonna keep an eye on them uh, but mostly for my dynasty leagues tyler do you have anything else on the raptors oh uh, no that's about it yeah i think that is it you can find me at watch the boxes you can find tyler at tyler P. and you all should be looking forward to the great chicago bulls episode where michael i don't know i i still am not sure what michael's gonna say the bulls had maybe the most interesting offseason of any team in the league and 
at some point we are going to get Michael's many thoughts I, uh, on the Bulls. That show is coming up. The Comic-Con show is coming up. We're going to be doing some mock drafts on twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. So go ahead and follow to see when we go live for those mock drafts or just go watch the mock drafts after they're done. That's perfectly fine. If you really want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes, sign up to be Patreon. Um, or if you really want to follow Chris Boucher on Instagram, slim duck, go, go type in slim duck, two M's, two M's in that slim, just like there's two T's in Tyler P Watts on Twitter, hit him up with your feedback. Hit me up at watch the boxes. We'll see you next time. Have a great one. Peace.